welcome to episode 21 of the Security Matters podcast, where we bring you the latest news, views and opinion from across the UK's dedicated security business sector. My name's Brian Sims and I'm the editor of Security Matters magazine. We're delighted that this podcast is sponsored by the security event, which runs at the NEC in Birmingham on the 5th, 6th and 7th of April 2022. To register for the show, visit www.thesecurityevent.co.uk. The major news of late is that Securitas has entered into an agreement to acquire the Stanley Security Electronic Security Solutions business from Stanley Black & Decker Inc. for a reported purchase price of $3.2 billion on a debt and cash-free basis. Stanley Security is a highly reputable provider of electronic security solutions with operations in 12 markets globally. It's expected to generate sales of nearly $1.7 billion in 2021, of which around 40% is recurring revenue. There are significant commercial synergy opportunities to this deal, with over 500,000 existing as well as new clients adding significant scale and innovation potential in the electronic security market, while at the same time creating a leading platform upon which Securitas can accelerate its planned growth. The acquisition is expected to complete in the first half of 2022, subject to the customary regulatory approvals and closing conditions. By acquiring Stanley Security, Securitas will transform the dynamics of the security industry, duly creating a unique combination of presence, connected technology and the intelligent use of data. Securitas's stated strategy is to deliver comprehensive, scalable and innovative security solutions in order to meet its clients' increasingly complex security needs. Stanley Security's complementary offer of tech-enabled security, together with complementary geographical coverage, is said to be in perfect alignment with Securitas's own ambition and fits with the company's desire of doubling sales from higher margin security solutions and electronic security by 2023. Headquartered in the United States, Stanley Security boasts a 30-year history of protecting its clients worldwide through a portfolio of security services, ranging from alarm monitoring right through to systems integration. The acquisition perimeter includes commercial electronic security and healthcare solutions, where Stanley Security harbours deep expertise and an extensive innovation pipeline that excludes door automation. Today, Stanley Security is one of the most recognised electronic security solutions providers worldwide, with approximately 7,800 employees operating through circa 200 locations and 16 monitoring centres in the US, Canada, the UK, Mexico, France, Sweden, Belgium, the Netherlands, Denmark, Finland, Norway and also Ireland. Commenting on the deal, Magnus Alkvist, the President and CEO at Securitas, stated, and I quote, This deal means that Securitas becomes an exceptional player in the security industry. Together with the Stanley Security, which represents our largest acquisition in history, the profile of Securitas changes from being a leading security guarding company with electronic security and solutions capabilities to become a leading intelligence security solutions partner. In other news, the National Westminster Bank PLC has been fined £264.8 million at Southwark Crown Court following convictions for three offences of failing to comply with the Money Laundering Regulations 2007. Mrs Justice Cockrell, the sentencing judge, stated, and I quote, It must be borne in mind that, although in no way complicit in the money laundering which took place, the bank was functionally vital. Without the bank, and without the bank's failures, the money could not be effectively laundered. NatWest pleaded guilty to the charges levied at Westminster Magistrates Court back on Thursday the 7th of October. Specifically, the charges covered NatWest's failure to properly monitor the activity of a commercial customer, namely Fowler Oldfield, a jewellery business based in Bradford, between 8th of November 2012 and the 23rd of June 2016. When taking on the customer, NatWest initially understood that it would not handle cash from the Fowler Oldfield business. However, over the course of the customer relationship, approximately £365 million was deposited with the bank, of which around £264 million was in cash. Some of the bank's employees who were responsible for handling these cash deposits reported their suspicions to bank staff responsible for investigating suspected money laundering. However, no appropriate action was ever taken. 
The red flags that were reported included significant amounts of Scottish banknotes deposited throughout England, deposits of notes carrying a prominent musty smell, and individuals acting suspiciously when depositing cash in NatWest branches. In addition, the bank's automated transaction monitoring system incorrectly recognised some cash deposits as being cheque deposits. As cheques carry a lower money laundering risk than cash, this was a significant gap in the bank's monitoring of a large number of customers depositing cash, of which Fowler Oldfield was one. A separate investigation conducted by the West Yorkshire Police has led to 11 individuals pleading guilty to charges relating to the cash deposits and three cash couriers being charged as well. A further 13 individuals are awaiting trial at Leeds Crown Court on 25th of April next year in relation to the activities of Fowler Oldfield. This case represents the first time that the Financial Conduct Authority has pursued criminal charges for suspected money laundering failures. For a detailed legal appraisal of this case involving NetWest, access page 22 of the November 2021 edition of Security Matters magazine. You can read the magazine online by visiting our website at www.securitymattersmagazine.com. Moving on now, and a new white paper published by Network Video Specialist Access Communications offers a detailed overview of the government's proposed protect duty legislation and also highlights key considerations for the use of physical security technology to better safeguard publicly accessible locations here in the UK. The white paper has been prepared to assist the security industry as the government analyses feedback from the recent Protect Duty consultation that ran from 26th of February through until the 2nd of July this year, and also prepares to publish its response in due course in a regulatory impact assessment. Also known to many as Martin's Law, the Protect Duty refers to a new piece of proposed legislation which concerns the protective and preparatory measures that should be considered to make the public safer at publicly accessible locations. Currently, the owners of spaces such as stadiums, gyms, music venues and multi-use buildings buildings with public realm areas have no obligation to act on advice from specialist counter-terrorism officers when it comes to reducing the risk of a terror attack. The UK government's proposals on a new protect duty were set out in early 2021 and duly welcomed by many, not least Fegan Murray, the mother of Martin Hett, one of the 22 victims of the Manchester Arena terror attack. Fegan has been a tireless campaigner for its introduction. The proposals themselves are a major step towards improving security and preparedness at public places and will require owners and operators to carefully consider the range of potential threats relative to their business, and also take reasonable practical security measures, including the implementation of relevant technologies, to mitigate them. While physical security systems are not a central requirement of the Protect Duty, technology is a force multiplier designed to improve operational efficiency, accelerate decision-making, and demonstrate compliance. With this very much in mind, the White Paper reviews the role of physical security technologies to help meet the requirements of the Protect Duty and assesses its potential application before an attack, i.e. in order to detect anomalous behaviours, during an attack, i.e. to monitor and control by dint of watching people and managing their movements, such as guiding the public to safe zones, and also post-attack, in order to review what has happened by way of incident analysis. Stephen Kenny, industry liaison for architecture and engineering at Axis Communications, and who served as a guest on episode 7 and also episode 20 of the Security Matters podcast has commented, and I quote, Acts of terrorism have a devastating and far-reaching impact on all concerned. The Protect Duty looks set to spark a shift in the culture around publicly accessible events and will most certainly lead to a significant change in how they're secured. In this white paper, we review the proposed legislation and consider the role of physical security technologies to help meet its requirements. While we await the government's analysis of this consultation, it's only right that all in the security industry take the time to reflect and consider what more can be done to help protect local places. Publicly accessible Accessible locations include a wide variety of everyday spaces and are defined as any place to which the public or any section of the public has access, on payment or otherwise, as of right or by virtue of express or implied permission. It's now anticipated that any new protect duty will be proportional and not unduly onerous for those within its scope. 
Our final news story this time around concentrates on the Business Continuity Institute. The BCI has just released the latest edition of its Cyber Resilience Report, which is sponsored by Fusion Risk Management. The aim of this publication is to benchmark disruption levels and cyber resilience arrangements across organisations. The document also delves into more detail about reporting and the role of senior executives in cyber resilience strategies. This year, interviewees whose opinions underpin the report's content commented that their organisations had been targeted more in the last few months. However, organisations do seem to be better prepared in relation to preventing cyber attacks, largely thanks to better cybersecurity systems, more staff being dedicated to the subject of cyber resilience, and more extensive training programmes having been put in place. Further, the report also finds that the losses incurred as a result of cybercrime are directly proportional to the amount of organisational investment attributed to the topic of cybersecurity. There's no more separation between cyber resilience and business continuity, it seems. 19 out of 20 organisations report having business continuity plans in place to deal with cybersecurity incidents. Indeed, as cybercrime becomes more complex and unpredictable, the importance of interdepartmental collaboration is brought to the fore. The COVID-19 pandemic has showcased to senior management the need for resilience to be a strategic priority for organisations, with cyber resilience in particular very much a core part of that. Further, with people rather than technology being the primary reason for failure, organisations' entire workforces need to understand the part they play in nurturing a resilient environment. Phishing remains the most popular attack method, but the greatest concern is now around ransomware. Since 2019, there has been a dramatic increase in ransomware attacks. These attacks have a detrimental consequence on organisations from both a financial and reputational perspective. The strategic impact of these attacks is an increasing concern for top management, particularly so as the criminals become more adept. Rachel Elliott, head of thought leadership at the BCI, has explained, and I quote, It's encouraging to see management taking a heightened interest in cybersecurity, which, in turn, is ensuring many organisations are able to adopt best-in-class procedures, purchase the latest cybersecurity technologies, and employ the very best staff. However, gaps do remain, and for those organisations where the commitment level is low, attacks are more likely to happen as staff struggle with outdated systems and siloed working practices. Elliott went on to conclude, With criminals always attempting to remain one step ahead of corporations, Attacks are becoming more serious and indeed more instant in their nature. The maintenance of flowing lines of communication and ensuring that senior management are wholly engaged with cyber strategies is going to be vital in order to remain resilient in the face of an ever more complex cyber landscape. Looking ahead to 2022 now and Security Matters will be publishing in print in February, April, September and November. In the February edition, we'll be concentrating on CCTV, cybersecurity, and issues pertaining to distribution and systems installation. There's also a preview of the security event, for which Security Matters serves as the official journal. In April, we turn our attentions towards access control, security and risk management, and transport sector security, as well as previewing IFSEC International, which takes place in May. The September edition is going to carry features on counter-terrorism, perimeter protection, and also drones. There'll be a review of the inaugural Fire and Security Matters Awards, and a preview of the International Security Expo at London's Olympia. In November, we'll be looking at intruder alarms, security guarding and security software, reviewing the second edition of the Security Matters Live One Day Online Conference and also offering a preview of Intersec. 2022 sees the first edition of the Foreign Security Matters Awards. The event takes place at the Coventry Building Society Arena on Thursday the 28th of April and entries are now open. The security focus categories are as follows. Security Manufacturer of the Year, Security Guarding Company of the Year, Security Installer Stroke Integrator of the Year, which is sponsored by Simpro, Security Stroke Risk Manager of the Year, Security Team of the Year, and also Security Project of the Year. You need to send your entries in to us by the closing time and date of midnight on the 11th of February. All of the detail you need to access can be found on the Fire and Security Matters Awards website. The web address is www.firesecurityawards, all one word, 
Sponsors of the Fire and Security Awards are ACO, our headline sponsor, Apollo Fire Detectors, the EMS Group, the Fire Industry Association, Safety Chair, Simpro and TO Fire Safety. Our industry supporters include ACES International's UK Chapter, BAFE, the Independent Fire Engineering and Distributors Association, the International Foundation for Protection Officers, the Institute of Fire Safety Managers, the Institute of Strategic Risk Management, the National Security Inspectorate, the Security Systems and Alarms Inspection Board, and also the Security Institute. That brings us to the end of this latest edition of the Security Matters podcast. Many thanks indeed to our podcast sponsors, The Security Event. The Security Event runs at the NEC in Birmingham on the 5th, 6th and 7th of April 2022. To register for the show, visit www.thesecurityevent.co.uk. Don't forget to visit our website at www.securitymattersmagazine.com where you can access our podcasts and also read the latest news and opinion from the security business sector. You can view our dedicated features content and sign up to receive our very popular weekly news bulletins as well as copies of the printed magazine. Please do contact us if there are any key themes or issues you would like us to explore on upcoming broadcasts. You can do so on Twitter by using the hashtag SecurityPod. On that note, make sure you follow us on Twitter at WBMSecMatters and access our LinkedIn page at Security Matters Magazine and website. Please do like and share the podcast content and spread the word among your industry colleagues. You can listen to the Security Matters podcast for free on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube or Podbean. To download the podcast on iTunes or Spotify, all you need to do is enter the term Security Matters into your chosen platform search box. We would like to wish all of our readers, contributors and commercial partners alike a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. From all of the team here at Western Business Media who work on Security Matters, thank you to all of you for your fantastic support in 2021. We'll see you all again in the new year.